Father, Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you for the opportunity to stand before you. I bring thanks because I am truly grateful. It is not by my power. It is not by my might. But, Father, Lord, it is you. Speak through me. Let your work be done here. Heal hearts. Give understanding, Father, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Help my weak body, Father. Father, Lord, give me agile thoughts, nimbleness of mind in the name of Jesus. Give your people understanding. Let your name alone be glorified. Let everybody here be edified and let the devil be terrified in Jesus matchless name um, I feel led to have the choir sing that song again because I didn't understand what God was trying to say when I sent the message so on Thursday I think was when I found out I was preaching and one of the songs that I have been playing was that song so I called MVP and I, yesterday and I said I needed him to play that song and so I just want you all to just look at the lyrics let's sing together soak it in because that is the gospel that is the gospel so that actually just summarizes my message and when i was sitting there watching the lyrics i was like god was talking to me it was it's not by my power by my might that i'm here it is nothing that i have done it is by his grace and he says the same grace is multiplied to everybody here everything you do little efforts great results is what i hear everything you put your hand on it prospers in the name of jesus so listen to the song sing along and um we'll go into the text Go ahead, please. Can we have the lyrics, please, media? Not by power, not by might, or what we've done, but by the finished work of Jesus Christ, the Son. We are saved by the precious blood of the Holy Lamb That was shed on the rugged cross by the great I Am Not by power, not by might or what we've done But by the finished work of Jesus Christ the Son It's a message. He's telling you this. So imagine you're hearing it. humankind, a kingdom. He came for us. We actually are the reason why he came. For all our weaknesses, his power. It's where you think that you're weak, that God shows up, right? Throughout our lives, amazing grace. Throughout my life, amazing grace. From past to future, never
Just ask God for anything. He's listening to you. He loves you so much. He's waiting for you to ask. Decree and declare what you want to see. In this season, open your mouth and speak. Hey, thank you, Father, for your people. Because you are healing wounds right now. You are embracing people. You are showing them that you love them. Thank you, Father, for the love that they feel. For the warm embrace. We say thank you. We are grateful. Father, Lord, have your way. Thank you, Father. We log out of our strength and into your strength. We receive all that you have for us, Father. Our hearts are open in the season in the name of Jesus. Thank you for showing us that you love us. Thank you for telling us that you love us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Right. Please find your seats. Um, can we have the text on the screen? John 5:39, please. So, as people will say, you should know this by now. He says, Can I have the theology? Is this which is the study of uh, the Bible or the study of the Word of God? should bring you to see Christ. So when you study your Bible, you should see Christ and the role of Christ, right? Now, um, when you see the role of Christ and you see Christ, what you should then have is salvation. It leads you to salvation, right? So I'm going to go over that again in English. You read your Bible or you study the Word of God to see Christ and the role of Christ. Once you see the role of Christ, it should bring you to salvation. And salvation is something that only Christ could have done. It is not by power. It is not by might. It is nothing that we did. It was just because of his love. And it's important for us to know this as believers because he has given us access. So when we talk about access, um, it means that there are no boundaries you come to the Father naked and unashamed. If you're going through anything, you bring it to him. That is what access is. You don't, you're not shy. You're not using your parents here on earth to define you know, God. He's loving. He doesn't restrict his love. So that's one message I know he wanted me to share today, that the Father's love has no boundaries. You can come as you are. So bring whatever it is to him and he's there. He loves you so much that he will leave the 99 for you. Even if Jesus did not, even if you were the only one here, Jesus will still come and die for you. It is not the Father's will for any man to perish. And so, I hope somebody is listening. God loves you. When, when you're looking for love, you can only find it in God. You can't find it in people. You find it in God. You are complete in God. He is your completeness. Please back to my text. You know, we're a Christocentric church, and one of the things people has taught us is that we back everything up with the scripture. So I'm not just speaking. I'm going to have to show you some scripture. So this scripture explains the fact that you search the scriptures, right? So when you're searching the scriptures, you're seeing Christ. And when you see Christ, it brings you salvation. So search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. So this is Jesus speaking, saying that when we're looking at the Bible or looking at the scriptures, we're looking for eternal life, and he's right there, right? 
And so that's just the explanation that that's what Jesus said. Now, I'm going to say this slowly so that you could get it. The message of salvation is in the message of the gospel, right? And the message of Christ and salvation are in one message called the gospel. So did you get that? Are you sure you got it? Even when I was studying, I had to read it plenty of times. Are you sure you got it? <laughs> the message of salvation is in the message of the gospel. And the message of Christ and salvation are in one message called the gospel. So when you hear the gospel, you are hearing about Christ. And if you're hearing about Christ, then there's an opportunity for salvation for those that haven't had salvation. So this also makes me say, or, you know, for people that um, are going to other churches, what are you listening to? When you go there, you seeing Christ. It's important that you guard what God has given you. The revelation of Christ is scarce. It's not everywhere. You don't need to go everywhere. Sit and listen to the gospel. It is all that you need. Okay? So back to my point. Anyone hearing the gospel or not hearing about Christ cannot have salvation. And the good thing about salvation is that when salvation comes, it comes with other blessings. So the scripture in Hebrews 6, verse 9 and 12, mentions that salvation, um, there are things that accompany salvation, right? So when you give your life to Christ or when Christ comes into you, the kind of things that come are peace. The kind of things that come are eternal blessings. You are eternally forgiven. Do you know what it means to be eternally forgiven? In the future, any sin that you do is sorted. So God had an excess payment for sin. So you are not restricted. You, can, you don't have a reason not to come to God when there's something going on. So that's what it means. Other eternal blessings that come are like you, you, you're, you're healed. And again, the believer is not the sick proclaiming that they are sick. As a believer, what you proclaim is that you are the healed of the Lord. Because that is what our Bible tells us. That is what God has said concerning us. So that also leads us to find out what are you saying? What do you know about what God has told you? Because it's very important that you can only speak from a place of knowledge. And that was one of the messages that was highlighted earlier in the first service. It's time for us to know what we have in Christ. It is time for us to know and apply what it is that we have in Christ. We'll go back to that, but let me race to the next point. Some of you may be new here, so it's important that I explain what the gospel is. Um, can I have Romans 1 verse 16 in TPT? So I have three different versions, just so that we have different variations. Um, I'm going to highlight the parts right so i refuse to be ashamed of sharing the wonderful message of god's liberating power unleashed in us through christ for i am thrilled to preach that um everyone who believes is saved please can you highlight god's liberating power unleashed in us through christ right so that's one of the definitions of the gospel can i have the message translation please Please highlight the extraordinary message of God's powerful plan. Are you reading this with me? 
So if you think about it, it's the extraordinary message. So it's not a normal message, it's extraordinary of God's powerful plan. So the plan is powerful. I don't know if you're getting it. We have KJV version. Please highlight the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation. So the gospel of Christ is not the power. I mean, the gospel of Christ doesn't have power by itself. It is the power. So when we say that there's no more power of God in churches, what we're really saying is that Christ is not being revealed. And the more of Christ that we have in the place, the more power there is in that place. So our church and what we preach here should not be as a function of experiences. It should not be what happened in my household. I should never come here and talk about me. Every time we stand in the pulpit to address people of God, we're telling them what they have in Christ Jesus. We're telling you, we're reminding you of who you are. We're pulling you out of the pit and telling you that you are worthy, that you can come boldly to the throne of grace and blessings are. Now, I'm going to go to Galatians chapter 1, verse 6 and 9, KJV version. So we're still staying on the gospel. Um, my pastor, teacher, husband said, you cannot talk about the gospel without talking about Galatians. So that's why we are going to make sure we talk about Galatians. Galatians chapter 1, verse 6 and 9, KJV. I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. This indicates that there are other gospels, right? Um, next verse, please. Which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you, then that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Pretty much, Paul is saying that this thing is serious, so don't let somebody else deceive you. If anybody, even if it's me or an angel comes and says something other than the original message, let them be accursed. So, anatema, I think that's the word, anatema. So let them be cursed. And I've learned in Bible study that once something is repeated twice, it means that there's emphasis on that. So if you look at the next verse, it's exactly the same thing. As we said before, so he's told you this before. He wants you to pay attention to it. So say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that you have received, let him be accursed. This highlights that it's very important what you're listening to. You have to guard what it is you're listening to. You don't just go from place to place looking for anything. Like I said earlier, the gospel is enough. You don't have to add anything. You don't need any extra things. Stay with the gospel. In summary, the Galatians is telling us that the gospel is the message about God's grace. I know it sounds too simple. Even when I was studying, I was just like, Huck. so this, all these three lines, these things I read, so um, it means God's grace. And so I'm telling you again, the gospel is the message about God's grace. You might want to ask, what is God's grace? The fact that God saw it fit to send Jesus to die for our sins, that he found us worthy to sacrifice Jesus for us, that to know that with Christ, all my sins are forgiven. He sent him, he died as me, he died my death, 
he was buried. And when he was buried, I was buried with him. And he resurrected. And when, I res when he resurrected, I resurrected with him. It's a big deal. It is a big deal. Because of this act of God, there is now no more condemnation. This is why we started by saying that we are able to come boldly and freely to obtain. With this mentality, what it really means when we say that you are forgiven, it means that there's nothing holding you back. God does not keep any record of your sin. And when we talk about sin, we're talking about the nature of sin. And so in the beginning, Adam fell. And because of Adam, all of us became sinners, right? So now, Jesus has now sent, just like Adam fell and we became sinners, we had the sin nature. It's the same way Jesus too is now coming to say, you know what, I'm canceling what Adam did. I'm giving excess payment. So you are free. Nothing is holding you back. There are no generational curses. There are no hindrances. As you think it, so it shall be. As you decree it, it comes to pass. Because the Lord, the, this Holy Spirit lives in you. And when Jesus left, he sent the Holy Spirit to minister. And so that's why we actually always say um, that prayer that they say, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Um, but for us believers, we know these things. That's the truth. We actually know this thing because we have the Spirit of God. Now, I know some of you are looking lost like, I wish I knew this thing. But I'm here to tell you the reason probably why you don't know this thing is maybe you're not spending enough time in the Bible, in the Word of God. How many of you open your Bibles and read after you leave church? Like people would say, this probably is the only time you get to read your Bible. And even when you're reading the Bible, are you reading from the spectacles of Jesus Christ? How are you reading? Are you rightly dividing the Word? When you open the Bible, are you seeing Jesus? Because that's a way for you to know if you're reading right. You must see Jesus in every chapter. So if you don't know how to do that, you have very little excuse because in the logic church, people does such a fantastic job breaking the word. Every, every day, we have something called morning kononia. He reads a chapter a day. So you are literally, he's literally letting you into his mind and his face to let you see how he's seen these things that we are shouting about. But part of it is diligence, is that he's studying, is that he has taken time out to find out these things that God has for us. So yes, we are appreciated that he's our pastor, but it is all our responsibility to look and find these things for ourselves. And that is why for so many years, religion has had a hold on us because we are not reading. So pastors have come on the pulpit to tell you things and you're taking a hook, line and sinker without actually doing your research. So breaking news, if you want to know, you need to read for yourself. Pifla, we love you. We say thank you for rightly dividing the word. But I think we've been babying our people. We have stayed in this space because there's somebody that is doing it for us. It's time for us to open our Bibles and start reading. Another chapter that I was instructed to talk about, 1 Corinthians 15, dispense the law. 6. Please follow me as I dispense the love. <laughs> okay. So, moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand. Now, I'm going to break that down. I'm going to take it step by step. So, from this, we see Paul saying, I declare unto you the gospel. So, Paul is the gospel guy. 
I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you. From my study, um, the gospel is preached to unbelievers. But once you receive God in your life, the gospel is taught to believers. So the difference between teaching, um, be between preaching and teaching, so when you preach, you're trying to change your mindset, you're trying to change something. But when you teach, you're impacting knowledge. And so it's the same message that is preached, right? But from where you're sitting, you now receive it depending on where you stand. So the message of God's grace does not change. It is the same message. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, it also says, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you. So the message is preached, which also you have received. So when the message is preached, it has to be received. If it's not received, then there's no salvation. So have you received the message? If you haven't received the message, is there a reason why you haven't received the message? I feel led to pray this prayer with everybody. Father Lord, help my unbelief. Father Lord, help my unbelief. In Jesus' name, amen. It also says, wherein ye stand. That means that there's a posture you take in the gospel. Are you staying there? After you have received the message, you have salvation. Are you standing there? And again, this is a very quiet because it's, it's some rhetorical questions. It will make you think, you know. Say, so are you talking to me? Yes, I'm talking to you. So, are you looking for things? Are you looking for miracle bottle water? Are you looking for handkerchief? Are you looking for substance to hold? Are you standing there? When life deals with you, do you have Christ alone to hold on to? Or are you shattered because you are off balance? It's important that we stand in the gospel. One of the ways to stand, when you come to a church like this, you take it all. You take it all. You listen, you take notes, you go back, you study. And you apply what you have studied in your life and you will see the difference. What I'm trying to say is, you need to be planted. Planted in the gospel. Let's go to verse 2, please. It says, By which also ye are saved. Like I said before, the gospel. Once you see Christ, the gospel will lead you to salvation. If ye keep in memory what I preached unto you. Okay, by which also ye are saved. If you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. The question here is, so what makes you saved? Is that you've heard the message of the gospel and you have received or believed it. Keeping in memory is actually one of the biggest problems we have as believers. We have people that hear the gospel and don't keep it in memory. So you hear the gospel, you say you're born again, but are you walking in that path? Do you remember that your spirit being having a physical experience? Or is your flesh taking over in such a way where what you see is what you have conditioned to be your environment. 
So your, your spirit being having a physical experience and not the other way around. So you have to keep it in memory that you know what, I'm a spirit being. I am Christ, I carry Christ. I can do what Christ can do. So when you get dealt with blows in life, you remember that no, this is not me, this is not my reality. This is a shadow. This is a shadow. And shadows are shadows. <laughs> so, hmm. the gospel, unfortunately, is not saved. The gospel is not at work in some people's lives because they are not conscious about it. They don't keep it in memory. So that's what that verse is saying there. Let's go to verse 3 and 4, which is the crux of our belief. This talks about the death, the burial, and the resurrection. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received. So he's saying he received the gospel. He's now delivering it unto you because he has received it. So he's sharing this with you. Another question, how many people are you sharing the gospel with? Who are you talking to about the gospel? You know that when you are in problems or you have issues, because you have God, there's a way you have small kind of peace. Say, last light, God's not going to shame me. Last light, Father Lord, you got me. This is what you do for yourself. Why aren't you sharing this gospel? Why don't you want other people to come into that peace? So sometimes I see people going through things, and I wish I just wish you had the gospel. Because what the gospel does is it becomes everything to heals you or comforts you or give you the, it gives you the encouragement you need to go to the next level. So the gospel is enough. The gospel is enough. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Please, four, the next verse. And that he was buried, and that he rose again, and the third day according to the scriptures, five, please, and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. So, 3 and 4 talk about the death, burial, and resurrection. Verse 5, it shows us the evidence of resurrection. So, the fact that he resurrected and he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. You can go to verse 6. And that he was seen of above 500 brethren at once. So, they are not making this up. 500 people cannot say they saw one person. One person go cast sin a lie, they pay me. Do you understand? So this is evidence that this really happened. When you stay listening to the gospel and you are planted in the gospel, one of the things that God gives you is evidence. You start having the evidence in your life. People see you and they wonder what's going on here. Please don't be shy to tell them it's God. It's none of me but God. I carry the grace of God. Everywhere I go to, things open up because I carry the grace of God. Please don't be afraid to tell them about this, your Jesus. It's an opportunity for you to actually preach the gospel. In fact, that's what God has called us to do. We are all ministers of reconciliation. This job is not just for Pastor Flourish and all the pastors. It is all our work. Bringing sense to the knowing of Christ, it is our duty as a people. It's just unfortunately, religion has made it about some dadigios and some big men. We all have a part to play. We all have a part to play in our different industries. Be it being in hair, if you're a hairdresser, they come and do hair, you're playing gospel song. If you hear like 
what was the name of our song again that our people Gerald and people wrote? The name Jesus, that song that they told you to turn on the lights. See, they, Gerald, please, where's MVP? And SMJ, they wrote that song. It is the gospel, okay? MVP, lovely song. And guess what, you can jam to it. Last week, I realized I was just, I was just, I was like, yeah. Ah, I don't really miss going to the clubs because I used to go to clubs. But I was happy that you guys were producing songs like this that I didn't feel like I was being left out. I can still dance. I can still do what I need to do. But guess what? The message is making sense. So please, we need more Christocentric messages like that. So that put them in your song. So as the world is doing that, we are doing now, and we are being fed, we are being blessed. Thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So back to my point, I said, so when you are planted in the gospel, there is evidence of the gospel in your life. One benefit of staying planted in the gospel is that you begin to see evidence, right? We apply the gospel by engaging it. So the next point is, how do you apply the gospel? How do we engage the gospel? It's very simple though. You just have to read your Bible and pray every day. That's the answer. That's why they taught us that song. That's the answer. The spiritual growth you're looking for comes from reading. You have to spend time reading. Read your Bible. Study to show yourself approved. Rightly dividing the word of truth. The Bible, when you look at it from the spectacle of Jesus, is the word of truth. So... The funny thing is, so why are you not reading the Bible? Even if it's to make one, five minutes a day, or join morning Konuna, like I said, Piflo does this every day, Monday through Friday, or Monday through Saturday, Monday through Friday. It will help you build that culture. Another way, if you are struggling, join a community. I notice us in Lekki, once we are done with church, everybody's running home. Everybody's, you know, I'm busy, you know, I got this, I'm, you know, I don't have time for this. You got business deals, you know, you got to go. Come and fellowship with the brethren. You don't know if God has sent you to, to uplift other people. Are you happy that people are always begging only one, you want, you want, you? Maybe your job is to actually spread this thing around. Teach other people what you're doing. So let us form a community. Let us actually talk to ourselves. One of the ways we try to do that in church is just centers. I know we saw I am mainland church. Please, uh, on behalf you are going to represent. Please stand up. He's from mainland church. Please, please stand up. You are not shouting today. Is that it when you come to the island? You now start behaving like island people. I saw you on Thursday. Oh. You were shouting. Eh? They are coming. <laughs> on the island, those guys they chill. They hang out. They have a good time. We saw the pictures. They are growing. There's no forming in Christ, though. If you don't know, you don't know. There's no forming. If you need something, guess what? It's those same community that will help you to actually go through what you're going through. The truth of the matter is that we all have our go-throughs, but what differentiates people is the support system. Who are you talking to when you have a problem? Who can you reach out to when you have a problem? Are you looking in the world to hold on to the word? Do you have people co coming together with you to pray you out of some things? It is important that we start to do that. We start to know what the Bible is saying. We start to fellowship with one another. It is important that we do these things. Now, to engage, 
we study to know what God has done in Christ for us. Some of the things that God has done in Christ for us, he has taken away all our sins. So all our sins are forgiven. Past, present, future. All. And like I was saying in the first service, I sat under Pastor Claxon on Thursday, and I kept saying, God, help me make, make this message make sense. Fantastic delivery, fantastic guy. But by the time I got home, I was like, there's a missing piece. And I was saying, Father, Lord, open my eyes to see what the missing piece is. And then he hit me that I missed it. It wasn't like he didn't deliver it. But in all that he was saying was that sin is a nature. I was thinking the whole time that sin was the act. So when he kept telling us that all your sins are forgiven and you are healed, I kept saying, I don't have any sin. No, not that I'm holy, holy like that. But that particular day, I didn't think I, you understand. So just to clarify, I'm not holy. Well, I'm holy because of Christ. In Christ, I'm holy. But my point, Sha, was that, you know, you know how we say it in the world. <laughs> so I was thinking, and I was just like, wow. He was talking about the sin nature. So talking about from Adam's time, because God does not, God, when God sees us, he sees Jesus. So you are as righteous as Jesus. You have everything that Jesus has. When you come, you come boldly, and you come in the name of Jesus. Never come by yourself. And so I was just like, wow, that was a very powerful message, but I missed it. How many of us are coming to church and just looking and shouting, but we, don't, we are missing it? Because one of the things I was talking to God about was, Father Lord, in this season, open our eyes to see what are our people going through? What are the issues? What are the fig leaves? Everybody comes here looking all gray and good, but deep down inside, there are things going on in our lives. So I said, Father Lord, start touching people and even creating communities so people can get over these things. Suicide rates are increasing. Joblessness is increasing. Nigeria is going to only God knows but You can do some with us from the inside out. So even in your little environment, you can do something. Be the Christ that you want to see. If you want to change something, start, start with the change. Start it. You, you, can, you can begin it. Like Piflo said last week, you're, you're, <laughs> you're talking about the roads are dirty. Can you, how is your car? He used Mr. Biggs, but I'm posher than him. You have Popeyes in your car, you know? <laughs> you have KFC in your car, and you're not throwing it away. And then you walk outside and you throw something on the floor. Yes, you're complaining our country is dirty. Come on. You are part of the problem. So it starts from you. <laughs> And that is part of what the gospel helps us to do. It helps us to take away dead weights. So the gospel helps you to... The, the, the gospel gives you new want-tos. The things that you used to want to do that are not great, it starts cutting them off. Sometimes you don't even realize when it falls off. But what happens is that you're staying on the gospel. You're coming and you're listening. Things are happening. You're changing and you're... Sometimes it's not obvious to everybody, but God is doing a work in you. This gospel is working. I am a living testament that the gospel is working. I don't even want to go into my banger days. I was a banger. Um, but we don't preach ourselves. We, we don't preach ourselves. So I can't come here and tell you about my story. The point is Christ and Christ alone. So we're bringing it back to Christ and the gospel. Please, let's go to Ephesians 1, verse 17 and 19. The, the point I was making before <laughs> the Holy Spirit took over, 
spiritual growth um, is not automatic. And that's the point we're saying. It's very pray with understanding. Because a lot of people just have prayers. There's a way to pray in the Christian faith. There are Christocentric prayers that we do here every Wednesday. Even if you listen to people, write down some of the prayer points for yourself. Those are Christocentric prayers. He's done a lot of the work for you in, in that. I've vetted him. Don't worry. He's, you're fine. And, and the truth is God also wants you to get to the place where your spirit knows when you're hearing the truth. And when somebody's deceiving you. Right? So, Ephesians 1, verse 17 to 19. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. What does this mean? That you are born again means that you already have the Holy Spirit in you. If you are ever confused, ask the Holy Spirit. But for you to be able to do that, you have to be one with the Holy Spirit. How are you one with the Holy Spirit? You have to read. You cannot run away from it. If you want to grow, you have to read. Coming here and listening to what people say is not enough. In this season, what God is doing, he's sending us out as arrows. So you have to be full of yourself. You have to know what you are. You have to stand on your authority, not what my pastor said. You need to be able to go out there and, and, and rightly divide the word. Because if we're going to get souls for Christ, it is the wisdom that you have received from the, from the word that you will use to actually bring others to Christ. He will give you strategies, but you have to be in that place. You have to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. So it becomes natural. It's not forced. It's not something that you go like, <laughs> this is funny, because when I was preparing for this message, I kept thinking, oh, Holy Spirit, when am I going to go in the corner and just kabash? And it didn't happen. 6 a.m. this morning, I'm like, Kai, God. So Nami be this. And the Holy Spirit said, you're not alone. I will do what I will do. He gave me boldness to come and talk to you. The Holy Spirit gives you boldness, but you have to be in that place. You have to get to that place intentionally. It is not something that, you know, you, you have to be intentional. There's no other way to say it. You have to be intentional about it. Because I was like, Father God, Piflo is preaching every Sunday. He's jumping. He's shouting. Sometimes self, it defeats. Say they lay hands on people. I'm like, these people say they won't kill my husband. God, please help me. What is the problem? Why do we have to do so much? And God said, my burden is light. My yoke is easy. It's not by power. It's not by might. It is not by power. It is not by might. You have to rely on the Holy Spirit. So last week when people spoke, spoke about we have to log out of our strength and log into his strength, that was as a result of prayer. Some of us have been praying, Father Lord, in this season, help all of us so that we log out of our strength. Take over. Take the will. Things are not supposed to be as difficult. Nigeria has made us think that life is difficult. Life is not that difficult. If you are in Christ, you know what to do. I was sharing with the first service earlier today that the way I saw it was like a chessboard. Because I, I, I was in a meeting and we we're talking about how somebody shared in the meeting that, you know, I, I don't even know if she was complaining about it now that I think about it. Well, she mentioned that she just realized that she's able to handle so many things in this season without dropping the ball. And she's not stressed at all. She's being everything she needs to be 
And as she was saying it, I was just like, what was it, a Zoom call? So I, like, I, I felt led to say, it's not just you. I've been in that situation. In fact, I'm going through that now. And, you know, it's a situation where God is saying in this season, even in the house, we're not supposed to be struggling. You're going to be great at everything you do. Everything that you do, you prosper. So in my life as a mother, I'm killing it. Yeah, Susu can stress me sometimes. Salem has one or two, but I'm praying about it and I'm moving on. In my life as a pastor, God has given me message to preach. I'm not saying because of the children I cannot preach. In my life as a boss, by God's grace, more contracts are coming. And when it comes, I will have the capacity to handle. So God is saying that in this season, we're starting to see ourselves as whole. 360, we're not dropping the ball on anything. But this comes from a place of revelation. It comes from a place of knowing who you are, knowing your authority in Christ, knowing what you have in Christ, what God has done for you. It's very important that we start knowing what God has done for us. The next thing after you know what God has done for you is now to decree and declare. What are you saying? What are you saying? Are you speaking things into existence? For people that want to jack, but are you already talking about the land that you're going, how you're going to take over? Because you're from Nigeria and you're going to say in America, you can take over the industry. If God breathes on you, you will have uh, something that will break out. So what are you saying right now? Are you already decreeing and declaring? Are you already speaking into your future? For pregnant ladies, are you talking to your babies in your womb? Are you telling them that they are blessed of the Lord? Are you telling them that all things work together for their good? A hundred, a thousand may fall on your side, ten thousand on your life, but it will never come near your dwelling place. What are you saying? Are you professing that you are the blessed of the Lord? Are you saying that you have the contract? Are you decreeing what you want to see? In the kingdom, people says talk is everything. You cannot keep your mouth shut. You have to speak. And in this season, I sense that God wants to open all our mouths. We need to start speaking. Our voices are amplified in the name of Jesus. I speak unto this house that you have your mouth is open. You start saying things and they come to pass. For the gospel, as you say it, so shall it be. You have what you say. I thought you'd be praying by now. Start asking God for things. The air is clear. God is saying the air is clear. Open your mouth and decree a thing, and it shall come to pass. Open your mouth, don't be quiet. If you have a mask, speak under your mask. Decree what you want. Say it and you will have it. You have two more minutes. Ask your father. Call him Abba. Call him Abba. He's here. He's waiting for you to say it. No matter how difficult the situation is, you are not alone. And he loves you. So he will do it. Open your mouth and speak. Like I said, ask and you shall receive. Closed mouths don't get fed in the kingdom. What are you saying? Say it. To that situation, speak to that obstacle, speak to that contract, speak to your body. You are the healed of the Lord, you are not sick, you have divine health. 
in the name of Jesus. You attract contracts. You attract money. You have resources. You are great. You are the blessed of the Lord. Everything is working together for your good. When you need help, you shall call for one and a thousand shall come. You are never stranded. Everything that you need, you have. In the name of Jesus. I join my faith with yours. You can have it if you ask for it. Receive it now. Receive it now. If you have things that you want, you can carry that baby. You can carry that baby. Fibroids are disappearing now. Your hormones are stable. You can carry that baby. I'm talking to you. You are hearing me. You can carry that baby. The baby is yours. It could be your brainchild. You can carry the baby. You have ideas. You have witty invention. Everything you lay your hand on prospers because you are planted in the gospel. You prosper in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Whew. Please sit down. The Holy Spirit just reminded me that we're having a family conversation. Let, let, let's finish our family conversation. And it is not me here, it is the Holy Spirit, it is God. None of me, all of Him. This is what happens when you yield to the Spirit. You let God do His work through you. It is none of me. I didn't prepare this message. I just said, Father, have your way in this message. Show your people, use me as an example to show that this thing works. Let them see me and see you. People that know me know that I am not this bold, but in Christ I have boldness. Thank you, Jesus, for using me. Thank you, Father, for using me. Thank you for the opportunity to speak to the people, that you found it worthy, that you took me. Thank you, Father, because I am not worthy, but you have called me worthy. Thank you because you have perfected me. Thank you because you have opened our mouths. I decree and declare that our mouths here too are open. Everything that we seek, we find in the name of Jesus. That even in this season, we're yielded to the gospel. In this season, we spend time knowing what God has in Christ for us. That in this season, we are diligent in knowing what God has for us. The eyes of our understanding are open in the name of Jesus. The eyes of our understanding are open in the name of Jesus. We receive the gospel. We eat the words of the gospel. We begin to know what, what we have. We begin to know the authority we have in Christ. We know that it is not by power, it is not by might. This only comes by relationship. This comes by sitting. Are you sitting? Are you reading? What are you doing? In this season, you will be able to read. In this season, you will be able to find the things that Christ has given to you. In this season, you get all that you deserve in the name of Jesus and even more than you expected in the name of Jesus.
we were saying, spiritual growth is done intentionally. It is not, it is it's something you have to be intentional about. To grow in the gospel, you have to read your Bible from the spectacles of finished work and pray every day. Please give me the scripture, 2 Peter, verse 3, I mean, 2 Peter 3, verse 18, King James and Message. But go in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. So we grow in grace. We don't grow out of grace. Grace is enough. Grace is enough. Can I have the next translation? Grow in grace and understanding of our master and savior, Jesus Christ. Glory to the master now and forever. Hmm. Please give me Ephesians 4.14. I'm hearing you have no excuse. You have all the materials you need. You have everything you need. You have videos. You have podcasts. In every version, you have it. There's really no excuse. The time is now. The time is now. The time is now. Ephesians 4.14. One of the other things God pointed out to me is that a lot of us are in the state of prolonged infancy. So we come to church, we listen to the message, we decide not to grow. How do you grow? By going back to read your Bible. We have all, a lot of us have stayed here. It's called prolonged infancy. It's a big problem. Because until you start reading, you won't start seeing the manifestation and the change we need in Nigeria. Until you know who you are in Christ, things are not going to change. So the change you're shouting about starts with you. Take your position in the spirit. Some things are not physical. They are spiritual. We're fighting spiritual battles in this season. You have to take your position. God is trying to equip us. Are you taking advantage of it? Are you listening to what God is saying? Are you in that space? How do you get in that space? Read your Bible and pray every day. You have to study to show yourself approved. Ephesians 4.14, KJV says, that we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine. This is what happens when you're not planted in the gospel. Anywhere anybody says anything, there are miracles there, you're running. They are doing prayers. The prayers are working. Let me leave that. You are running. By the time you are planted in the gospel, you can't be tossed to and fro. You know who you are. In fact, your spirits will correct, will connect with the spirits. As soon as you get there, you say, these people, wait till they talk. You know it, but you have to be planted in the gospel. The gospel is enough. So it says... That henceforth we be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by this, I can't pronounce the word, you people, sorry, help me. What is it? Slight. By the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. So when you stay in this place of infancy, you're easily deceived. Next translation, please. Then we'll no longer be immature like children 
we wouldn't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. And the gospel, this one, is the original message. There's no new teaching. It's not new. It's just that it's been concealed. But thank God, because of Christ, it's been revealed to us. We know it because we have the Holy Spirit and it has been revealed to us. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. And this is what happens. When you're not planted, when you don't know the word, they tell you something and you chop it. Sorry, I didn't know another word to use. <laughs> they say something and, you know, you believe it. So, prolonged infancy is what we're talking about. That's one of the problems we're facing in church. Let's go to the message. The message transition, Moji's best, <laughs> best transition. No prolonged infancies among us, please. This is a message to us. Paul is begging us. And I'm begging us, please. They highlighted it there. Please. We're not toler uh, we'll not tolerate babes in the woods. Small children who are easy prey for predators. When you don't stay in the gospel, you become a prey. Why do you want to do that to yourself, huh? <laughs> Why do you want to do that to yourself? God wants us to grow up, to know the whole truth. And tell it in love, like Christ in everything. The love of God is what draws men to repentance. He loves us so much that he's telling us here now. He's making you read the scripture so that you know what his plans are for you. He loves you so much. He wants you to know the whole truth. What comes when you know the truth? You know what you have. Nobody can steal your things. Nobody can touch what belongs to you because you know it's yours. And if anybody dare tries it, you decree and you declare and it comes to pass. For that person that they are fighting over your property, I decree and declare that they, are, they take their hands off the property. In the name of Jesus. Nobody can divide your portion. What is yours is yours. Once you start knowing, your portion is secured. Once you start knowing who you are and your authority in Christ, your portion is yours. I decree and declare your portion is yours in the name of Jesus. I like how you guys are quiet. Again, if you are not planted in the gospel, you become an easy prey for imposters to pray on. Please stay with the gospel. <laughs> I said, please stay in the logic church. <laughs> uh, don't be mixing what you're hearing. We hear it in your prayers. We hear it in the questions you ask. If you're planted in the gospel, there are some things that you wouldn't be. So prolonged infancy. We're still here. Or we are all here. Prolonged infancy. We need to grow. It's time for us to start growing. Stay with the gospel. Stay with the gospel. The message of God's grace is all that you need to grow. Most people think it's not enough. That's why they are trying to add things to it. Example, holy water, handkerchief. It's Christ alone. 
Please take me to Hebrews 13, verse 9, KJV and message. As I race to a close, mine is real. <laughs> you can't time me. <laughs> uh, be not carried about with diverse and strange doctrines. For it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with meats which have not profited them that have been occupied therein. Please give me a message. Don't be lured away from him by the latest speculations about him. The grace of Christ is the only good ground for life. Products named after Christ don't seem to do much for those who buy them. I, I think I don't need to explain that. Give me Acts 20, 32. KJV and TPT, please. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance amongst all them which are sanctified. Message. And so now I entrust you into God's hands and the message of his grace, which is all that you need to become strong. We're never strong on our own. We're never strong by ourselves. We're only strong in Christ. So even when I hear my friends, I'm calling you all out. Thank you for coming. I love you guys. <laughs> even when I hear my friends say things like we're strong, I want to complete it for them, but I haven't taught them yet. And so that's also something. You're not strong, you're strong in Christ. Even when people in the world say, I'm strong, they use it in another way, Shabbat. You're strong in the Lord. You're always strong in the Lord. As a believer, you're strong in the Lord. Where was I? Let me read it again. And so now I entrust you into God's hands and the message of his grace, which is all that you need to be strong. All of God's blessings are impacted through the message of his grace. We've been saying the same thing. These blessings are in the message. You have to search the message for yourself. And when you find it, it becomes revelation knowledge. By the time it sinks and it becomes revelation, then you are able to manifest. You're able to impact. You are able to move to the next level. And in this season, that's where God wants us to be. That's where we need to be as a church, as a people, as husbands, as wives. We need to take it to the next level. I just got reminded about... Um, after I came back, um, well, from summer, I was asking God, why are we begging people for things? Why are we asking for resources? Why would I need a camera and I'm trying to deep into my personal account to pay for this. Well, I know, I know personally. But why aren't our people volunteering to do these things? We're calling out for ushers. We're calling out for people to join departments. Why are they not interested? And the Holy Spirit said, the gospel is not sitting. They are hearing it. They're excited about it. But they don't really believe it. Because I said, Piflo is preaching. He's jumping every day. I'm massaging his back. He's tired. He's out of bed every time. 
And I'm like, God forbid, we will not labor in vain. So I started asking the Holy Spirit, what is the problem? And he said, they don't know the gospel. They are excited, but they are flirting with the gospel. A lot of us are flirting with the gospel. Because by the time you actually know the gospel, money loses value. Everything you have goes towards making that gospel known to everybody. This thing that you feel, this peace, this happiness, this security, you want to tell people about it. So you will do anything to make sure that people hear about it. So I was like, Father, since they are not responding, it's prolonged infancy. They are not reading. They are not reading. The resources are there. Piflo is doing all he can. God is using him to speak. He's shouting. He's even adding his own power inside the thing sometimes. Because, yeah, my burden is light. My burden, God says, my burden is light. It shouldn't be that difficult. When you're struggling in something, it means that you haven't let go. There's a part of you there. By the time you start letting God, it'll be easy. It'll be easy. And so, even in my life, like I was saying earlier, God was using this spirit to just teach me, let go. I would call departments and have meetings, and our workers, especially media. Chucky, sorry, I know you said I shouldn't talk about media. They are doing better, but the back end, the work, and even in this work, God is still faithful because it's so little resources, but the results are mind-blowing. You won't believe how they shot that studio video. Imagine if we had the tools that we needed. Imagine if we had what we needed to take this gospel out. Imagine if we had the cameras to actually shoot this gospel. It's American. World standard. Imagine if we could standardize this thing that we have. But even with the little resources, God is showing us that he's here with us. Because our little resources, we're doing a lot. And that's not to say a lot of people are not giving, but I'm just saying that there are still a lot of us that the message is not sitting. So it's not just about giving, but if you understand and you believe this message, it's just like chasing a babe. If you know that that babe, you want the babe, you will go for her or you will go, you will go for it now. If you really, really believe in something, you, you put your, you put your, your full chest your full chest. And so, it's time for us to grow. That's the message today. Be planted in the gospel. Be planted in the gospel. I'm going to race to an end right now. <laughs> I'm becoming like my pastor. <laughs> so I said application and revelation. Once you... Um, have the revelation knowledge, you start applying. How do you apply? You decree it and you declare it. Can I have Philemon, Philemon 1 verse 6, KJV version? That the communication of thy fate may become effectual, that's Ezusia in the Greek, by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. So the communication of thy fate becomes effectual. You have to open your mouth and speak. You have to decree it. For you to decree a thing, you must know it. For instance, the believer is not the sick that needs to be healed. 
The believer is the one that is healed. But did you know that? Has it sunk in your Noah? When you are sick, do you decree over yourself, I am the healed of the Lord? That's how we operate in the spirit. We call it forth. We call it forth. When you stay in that place with the Holy Spirit, you begin to have precise, accurate revelation. Like I was saying in the morning, what I saw was like a chessboard with like pawns. So you're playing a game. You're 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 playing a chess game, and the, and God is the one moving the pieces. So at different points, you're waiting for the next command, but you have to be in sync, because if not, you miss it. So there's that spiritual awakening. You have to be spiritually sensitive. And once you get to that place, it's a fantastic thing if you're able to let go. And so that prayer people prayed last week, I log out of my strength and into your strength, something that nobody should play with. You constantly want to log out of your strength. By yourself, you can do nothing. By yourself, you can do nothing. You have to also be able to yield. For the past week with our departments, the different departments, I've just been saying, Holy Spirit, what do I do? I don't know how to fix this. And before I know it, people are showing up in my space. I'm decreeing it and I'm seeing it. We still have a lot of things to decree and declare, but we have to be in that place where we're in communion with the Holy Spirit. One of the tricks of the enemy is that he doesn't want you to know what you have in Christ. Because the more silent you are, the more he's able to torment. You're a believer, you have authority. He has no, he can't put his hands on anything that you own if you don't allow him. You're allowing him by staying in ignorance. My people perish for lack of knowledge. My people, the people of God, perish for lack of knowledge. How will we have this knowledge? You have to read. You have to read. Please bring up my opening text. I think the Holy Spirit has done what he needs to do. But bring up my opening text. Let me wrap up. <laughs> I'm sounding like p in this area. Okay. So, this is the last text. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. Because we're in Christ, every season is our season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. I decree and declare that we prosper in every area of our lives. Nothing missing, nothing broken. We prosper at everything that we, our hands find to do in the name of Jesus. Please take me to Psalms 1, verse 1. So this is the backdrop of what we normally say, right? Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor seated in the seat of the scornful. So the first line, please can we go back? It's saying in the counsel of the ungodly. One second. That first line, the counsel of the ungodly, is talking about people 
that working in line of the with the with, in alignment with the gospel, right? So the council of the ungodly people working in line with the gospel. It says another part I want to highlight is nor stand in the way of sinners. I think people taught us what it means to stand in the way of sinners. So anybody that isn't blocking people from coming to Christ, right? The seat of the scornful there means people who disregard the message of the gospel. So I know there's a particular, Pastor Larry, can you help me? Where people think it's foolishness. But to us that believe, we know that it is the power of God. So we're referring to people like that. Psalms 1 verse 2. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. So this person that is being described here, his delight is in the gospel. The law of the Lord is the gospel. And in his law, do it he meditate day and night. We can't run away from meditating. You cannot meditate if you haven't studied. You are supposed to meditate day and night. Right? Go to verse 3 now. It's saying that person that we described earlier is who we're talking about here. And he shall be planted like a tree. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. So when you have stayed with the gospel, when you are not blocking the ways of sinners, when you appreciate the gospel and you're not mocking the gospel, then you shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruits in season. You know the rest. I just want it to sink in. So, you need to be planted in the gospel. That's the message. You need to be planted in the gospel. I'm, I'm done with my text, but I feel like we need to pray. So let's be upstanding, please. I want you to open your mouth. I want you to give God the room. Yield to the Spirit. Let go of yourself and let God. Let Him be the one in charge of your boat. Let Him be the one leading you. You can do nothing by yourself. You can do nothing by yourself. Even what you think you can do or you can't do with God, once His hand is on it, it's multiplied. The word last week was little effort, more results. We're not trying to cheat, but we're saying that with God, that is possible in your life. Little effort, more results in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you are healing wounded souls in the name of Jesus. Thank you because people are being whole in the name of Jesus. The eyes of our understanding are being enlightened right now in the name of Jesus. You are speaking to us, directing us, showing us what we need to do in this season. And then thank you because, Lord, our voices are heard even in the land of Nigeria in this season. We thank you that you are sending us forth, Father. We lack nothing. We have the resources. We have the people. We have everything we need to do the work of the Holy Spirit. We have everything we need to send the message out 
In this season, we don't struggle. In this season, we have all that we need. Thank you, Father, because you are opening the womb of people today. Thank you because people are birthing things in the spirit. Thank you for the gift of our strength. Thank you for the gifts that are being supplied now. Thank you, Father Lord, for this sentiment of spirit. Thank you, Father Lord, because this sign shall follow us that believe. Thank you, Father Lord, because you are equipping us in this season. We receive it all in the name of Jesus. We say thank you, Abba. Just say Abba, everybody. Call Jesus in every situation. If you feel like there's something too big, just shout Jesus to that situation. Please, I want everybody to do this prophetically. Think about the situation and call the name of Jesus. He hears you when you pray. He hears you when you speak. You might not have the words, but you have the name of Jesus. It says, my people run into the name of Jesus and it's a strong tower. All you have to do is say Jesus. Call him Abba. Abba. Call him Abba. He wants to fix it. Let him fix it. Don't struggle. Take your hands off the wheel. Let him fix it. I think my assignment is done. I thank you all for listening. I hope that we take this charge and we become better people. And we know who we are in Christ. We take our authority in Christ. This thing can only be done in Christ, through Christ. It's not self-effort. It's not about us. It's not about me. God just reminded me to be thankful. We have to have a thankful spirit. Even for the little we have, we have to be thankful. For the supernatural blessings, we are thankful. Father Lord, for using us, we are thankful. For the fact that you sent Christ, we are thankful. Father Lord, may we really get to the point where if only Jesus is what we have, it's enough for us. May we get to the point where even if you didn't answer any prayers, we will still be thankful because you have sent Jesus. Thank you, Father, for this time of fellowship. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for having your way. Thank you for using this broken vessel. Thank you, Father, for speaking through me. It is not by my power. It is not by my might. I am grateful, Father, that you thought it worthy to use me. I thank you, Father.